Welcome to the Strip Down Know Nothing podcast, focusing on the bare naked ladies. That's right, whether they make you hum or holler, from war on drugs to if I had a million dollars, we're It's All Been Done, the podcast. Listeners, do you dream about Jesus or quantum mechanics or instead my co host, Evan? His fontanelle pulses with the lives that he's lived. <laughs> it's my co host. Sacre Blue, yes. it's Sacre Do! <laughs> Sacre Do! We made it! We're at the end of stunt, buddy! Oh my gosh, bologna sandwiches <laughs> all around, everyone. Yes. Break out your sandwiches. You know what time it is. It's <laughs> bologna time! The bologna alarm's going off. Bite down, my friends, and drink deep. Drink deep of the well of bologna. <laughs> As Stephen Page would want us to, put on your purple robes and eat your bologna, bologna sandwiches. sandwiches. I like soup. I like bologna sandwiches too. Um, have you ever had Amish bologna? No. I'm not really a fan of processed meats in general. Uh, and I uh, know that makes me un-American. I get that. Yeah. You're not a lunch meat boy. No, I just... I, I'll eat like sliced turkey and shit. Yeah. But like bologna, salami, blammy, gloomy. Saloni. Gloomy. <laughs> sure. Wait, so turkey, ham, chicken are within your purview? Yeah. Or? Yeah. But yeah. then when it gets to... Well, ham, ham is a little too close even. I don't know why. Really? I like, 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 if it's like a reconstituted meat, then yes. I'm, I'm a less of a fan of it than just like a hank of beef that's been sliced thinly or chicken or turkey or whatever. Okay. Because I feel like when you go to the grocery store, most of those things, are, I mean, are all fake, right? Mm-hmm. Even the turkey and the chicken are just like yeah. squish ball squish ball shit ju- that like, they put into a bucket. Yeah. They grind it up and then smush it all together. It's like pr- the, the meat equivalent of press board. Right. So, but does your not, brain just trick you into thinking the turkey tastes okay? I mean, it still tastes like turkey. I, I'm not a fan of the tastes of like just the salt and nitrate taste of sure. processed meats. And I, I'm not a fan of hot dogs in general either. Oh, what? I'll eat them. Don't get me wrong. Like, <laughs> okay. I'll I had a friend... But if I have the choice between a hot dog or a hamburger, hamburger every oh, fucking 100%. time. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Or a hot dog and like a sausage. Yeah. Like, sausage is still yeah, like identifiable right. meat. Hot to dog me. is the lowest echelon of the and grill out. Granted, there are some great fucking hot dogs yeah, out there. Yeah, for sure. Like for an sure. all beef, like with like the, the, the casing that snaps. Oh boy, yeah. you get me a, a Hebrew Frank, you get mm-hmm. me one of those puppies. Mm-hmm. Yum, 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 yum. Hot uh, yeah, and I'm puppy. not in any way denigrating tube meat. Like a, a tube meat? Tube meat. Oh, Jesus. Like a, like a Schmitz sausage. This oh my God. Columbus has a German village, and in it is a place called Schmitz. And you, the sausages there are heavenly schmitz is a delight yeah if you're ever in our neck of the woods feel free to take either or both of us out <laughs> to schmitz sausage Venmo house me at Jedi 333. <laughs> give me that schmitz money yeah, take your host out for sausages yes absolutely I, nice if i got something out of this podcast i think may 21st which is today is take your favorite podcast house out for sausages, sausages. day so thank you if you got nothing going on, you know, it's, and it's, we're not going to be anybody's favorite podcast host. That's that sure. shit. That's true. Yeah. Shit. You, you, Have fun, you, Sarah Koenig with all yeah. your sausage runs today. Yeah. You dug your own grave here. <laughs> um, I do feel like this is good, uh, good season to talk about this. We are kind of at the, uh, the word neck deep in cookout season, right? Mm, we're we're in mid May right it's now. Starting up. Hell or, yeah. Or barbecue as oh, they call it in Canada. Barbecue. Um, and in the UK, they call it, Grilly Sally season. <laughs> That's what they call it. I'm trying not to laugh as much at my own jokes. Bubba Hotep made me feel weird about it. Um, I'll laugh at your jokes because my laugh isn't grating. Thank you. Yes, my laugh is a nightmare. Um, yeah. So, uh, so yeah, I, I would agree with you. So you're not a you're not a sub guy at all. You're not a sandwich dude. Oh, I again, like I said, I'll eat the I'll eat the meats that are meats, right? That yeah, that come from an animal that aren't like that is a recognizable animal, right? And as it again, like. Processed meats are a continuum, right? On right. the end, you have like Oscar Mayer bologna on one end, and then you've sure. got like, I don't know, uh, filet mignon on the other. Or something yeah, like but that. there's no place that has, I guess there's a few places, but you can't like, go to a Subway or a Quiznos and get real meat. That's all just right. but gloppy again, gloop again, shit. Like, so you can't eat out, again, again, out of like, fast food. Again, like glooped up, uh, I, like I said, glooped up turkey for me is different than sure. bologna. Okay. Like so bologna, what the fuck is bologna from? 
everything. The baloney. Mm. <laughs> the animal is called what it is. One of the few that's like that. Yeah. So I didn't, and I didn't grow up with like baloney and stuff. So I never got, I don't have that nostalgia factor either. I see. So. When I was a child, uh, my favorite school lunch was baloney sal- rolled up with a fucking slice of American what cheese. What the fuck is that? No, it was salami and ketchup sandwiches, which is oh. a nightmare food. Oh, now that I think about it as an adult, but I would love it as a kid. Oh, man, that used no. to be all I would eat. That's horrible. Wait, what is baloney and American cheese rolled up? You ever do that? Like, no, that sounds. I like never did it either. But a, a lot Norman of Norman Rockwell you, meal. You take a fucking slice of bologna. Yeah. Put a slice of American cheese and then roll it into a little fucking burrito, and it's okay. just a little cheese and bologna snack. That's. I see kids eating all. It's like lunchables, basically. You see kids eat. Why are you? Where are you seeing kids doing this? I watch children all <laughs> the time. No, my like my cousins' children and stuff like that. They eat that sort of shit. Wow. They'll just, boy, they just walk around with bologna tubes, just munching on them all day long. Bologna and cheese. Sure. All right, fair enough. This is American as apple cheesed. That is also slice of American cheese on apple pie. That's what you tell me. Apparently. I need to try it out. Yeah, we'll do it. it. Hey, hey, you know who serves apple pie? Who? Schmidt's Sausage House. Do they? They have like an apple sort of strudel. Damn it. Let's go to Schmidt's. We'll get, we'll bring in a slice of American cheese. Ah. Put it on our strudels. What are you doing after recording today? Going home and making dinner for my partner. All right. Good deal. And I'm making hot dogs, actually. Are so. you for real? Yeah. Veggie dogs. Veggie dogs. You're making hot dogs veggie, for dinner. Veggie dogs. Hot dogs is what you make for dinner when you've run out of... <laughs> no, I, I, wanted, I was kind of... I get a weird hair up my ass for hot dogs every once in a while. I cannot believe we're having this conversation right now. Right after you denigrate hot dogs. Yeah. Are you... These are good dogs. What kind yeah. of... Are you making veggie dogs? Veggie dogs, dogs yeah. Ugh. That's the thing, because they all taste like garbage to me. So, like, I mean, I slather them in baked beans and, like, toppings and stuff. So, you can't really taste the dog. It's more of just the consistency of the hot dog. But veggie dogs don't have that snap. They're all yeah. mush. Weird, yeah. mushy. Yeah. But gross. I'm not going to, like, I don't know. If I'm going to eat a billion nitrates and salts and shit like that, I want, like, a good meat on, uh, delivered by good meat. Yeah. Like, okay. Like a Schmidt sausage, as okay. opposed to, like, just a fucking Hebrew national hot dog. Okay. Like, all right, fair. Gilded hot dog, basically. Right. All right. Still a goddamn hot dog. I had a friend in high school who used to, as a snack, uh, you want to take a guess here too? Yeah. Used to take a little Debbie cake. Uh-huh. Like the one, like the zebra cakes. Yep. Cut it. You're in right ha- so far. Cut it in half. Uh-huh. Put an oatmeal cream pie in the Correct. middle. Correct. And then uh-huh. roll it up in bologna. Uh-huh. And then <laughs> dip and then it he in. used to deep fry the whole thing. <laughs> I know he used to uh, keep his hot dogs in the fridge instead of the freezer. Whenever he was feeling hungry, he'd just pull out a cold ass hot dog and munch on it, which is the grossest. Yeah, that's terrible. I, I, mean, had a, I had a great uncle who would eat hot dogs right out of the pack, and that was disgusting. Yeah, that's the same thing. Yeah, and on the continuum, though, of, of shit foods, it's slightly above uh, salami and ketchup sandwich, though, I would yeah, say. Yeah, 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 yeah. Ev, yeah. let's talk about our song for this okay, week. Okay, let's fucking do it. <laughs> Our song this week is called When You Dream, and if you've never heard it before, here's a quick sample. Your mind drifts when you dream. What do you dream about? When you dream, what do you dream about? Yeah. We kind of addressed this a little bit in last week's episode. When You Dream, a bit of a hard song for me to get through. A just, little bit. Just wait, Sager, okay. until your baby is boy is born. Now, here's the deal. Yeah, what I want you to do is put your little headphones on mm-hmm. as you're sleeping. And I know here's what you're here's what you're going to be thinking. Uh-huh. Two, thank fucking God he's finally asleep. Uh-huh. The second, uh, f- number two is... Oh my God, is he dead? Oh, okay. Those are those are the, the the two most common thoughts you're they're gonna run through your head as a new parent, right? Of a newborn, so you're gonna have to like put your hand lightly on his chest just to, see. to just feel it rise and fall. Believe okay. Me, if I could, if I had a dime for every time I did that, really, I would have probably ten or fifteen dollars. Wow, that's yeah. a lot of times. It's very scary to be a parent of a newborn. You'll find out. Okay. But yeah, I want you to put this song on, and you want you to think like, oh, okay. And well, I want, let's see how it hits you because. I feel like this media was geared towards me sure. as a father, like with a newborn who feels very like not 
not, nostalgic isn't the word I'm looking for, but like I feel feels okay. about having a having a little mama, my little boy sort my of thing. Little boy. So I feel like I'm the target audience for this, but it just didn't land for me in any way. Now that's and that's what, surprising to me. That's what I was concerned about because I read through the lyrics and I had actually this is kind of a forgettable song to me. I'd forgotten basically mm-hmm. everything but the when you dream chorus, and so I got scared. I read through the lyrics. I was like, will this song make me sad as an expectant parent? Uh, Hopefully, by the time this episode comes out, I'll have mm-hmm. my kid for a long time. But as we're recording it, I am days away. Uh, but then Evan messaged me the day before writing, When You Dream is a Dumb Song. So <laughs> I had less uh, trepidation going in because I knew that it wasn't going to hurt me too bad. Um, yeah, this song is kind of geared directly towards, I mean, obviously, parents. Yeah, I, and I could see, I can see this, like, so... My personal feelings aside, objectively, I can see this being someone's favorite song. Like, yeah, it didn't land for me as a father with a young son. Right. But I feel like other fathers with young sons, like somebody, could, this could hit someone just right. If if I had had a son in 1999, if I were older in 1999, and I had had a son then, and this album came out, and I was fucking playing this on repeat, good lord, this would be the soundtrack to my life. I would love this song forever immediately, right? But... I mean, as it stands now, this song represents kind of uh, forgettability to me. Like, as a kid, it had no impact on me. So when I heard it again, I was like, oh, yeah, I guess. But, yeah, it's not mm-hmm. going to be the soundtrack to my life. But, I mean, I, this this seems to be one of the more heartfelt songs on the album. Like, For Ste- sure. Stevie P is a new dad. And yeah. he wrote this kind of out of that, you know, you write what you know sort of thing. Sure. And, you know, out of the, his his thoughts, I guess, about wondering what his son is dreaming about. Yeah. Quick answer, Stevie P. Fucking lights and like colors and. <laughs> oh, is there a, like a scientific answer? You can see what parts of their brains are working. Yeah, and it's not like language or anything. Well, look at you. Yeah, you're supposed to be a writer. You're supposed to be a poet. You're supposed to have, we bring the words that light up our Stevie so, P. Is so, saying. <laughs> yeah, they're dreaming about some sort of like platonic ideal from the universe of forms or something. They see some ur tree like, <laughs> yeah. because they don't know what an actual tree is yet. <laughs> yeah, dude, that's what Stevie P. Thinks they're dreaming of. Fuck that shit. Th- yeah. I'm just happy the kid is asleep and alive like check those boxes i'm feeling great it's time for me to fucking go to to dream about like elvis and english and yiddish quantum mechanics mechanics. well so i mean stevie p really did he talks about his kid being days old in Mm -hmm. this song which is crazy that he had enough wherewithal mental energy to like write a song in days after his child was born you beyond your few days when you dream. I was writing tons of stuff. Were you Because really? I was fucking up. Well, yeah, I guess that's true. I, mean, huh? I don't know if it was good stuff or not, as this song can... Uh, like, <laughs> Did you publish any of it? Not yet. <laughs> Are you trying? No, I wrote a novella, and then for some reason, because novella is the easiest form of book to publish. Right. Is this Red Hours? It isn't, no. I didn't oh. write Red Hours, by, well, I was, well, but I wrote another novella. I see. Okay. And it... it I don't, I'm not trying to publish it because no one wants to buy a novella. All right. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, interesting. Okay. But, but still, yeah. I, yeah. Because wow. I was just up with a fucking baby all night. Maybe and there's not really much you can do. Maybe I will have written a whole new 2d6 album when yeah. I have my baby just and be, just be careful. Okay. Cause it's yeah. all going to be gibberish. Yeah, <laughs> Giraffe it's, it's... on the face and my head's in space. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Go ahead. I just remember one night cause I was, we used to, I used to watch like documentaries or something because uh-huh. they're, they're usually a low key. Cause they keep you you're kind gonna of interested. fall asleep, right? Yeah. 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 You don't want to fall asleep. So, cause we, my partner and I, we made the huge mistake because we're both gamers. So we're like, like a dungeon party. We were like, we'll do shifts. Right. So I'll do first shift. You do second shift. That's the worst thing you can do. Cause then neither of you sleep well. <laughs> sure. You just want one person to yes, you want fuck one person up your take whole it night. Yep. And yep. Then... That's the way to do it. But yeah. But at one night I watched um, Cartel Land and then The Act of Killing. Okay, Jesus. I don't know why. And it just took me to the darkest place. I'm just sitting here for my son. I'm like, why Why? Is, why are we doing any of this? <laughs> like, it makes, this makes no point. I'm just letting this poor, like, why did I have a kid? Why am I on, like, unleashing a child into this fucking world that's sure. just going to ruin everything sure. and just be horrible? Like, the environment is just going to fall apart in the next 30 years. Like, I, I love this thing so much, this uh. little child. And nothing but horror awaits him <laughs> you followed it up with an inconvenient truth and yeah, an inconvenient Jesus sequel and, and yeah, i'm like okay let's just finish this cool yeah <laughs> and then you put the gun in your mouth yeah. um yeah and then this... i thought of juggalos in the day. I'm like, <laughs> there's still some hope left for this world <laughs> juggalos are really good people they are nice and sweet and they get made fun of a lot like furries like, I don't know why, I mean, because well, I mean, they're easy targets, but... I don't think being a juggalo makes you a good person or not. No, but I think on the whole, 
the 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 ratio of nice people to bad people within the juggalo community is probably higher than within the grand you know community at large of people i bet it's exactly the same but yeah. you know what no way to tell yeah did you watch juggalo nation i watched american juggalo american juggalo that's yeah. the one yeah boy I mean, what a documentary that is <laughs> straight off the dick man <laughs> please if you have anything inside of you right now you need to watch american juggalo yeah, it's that a is great. it's a great so movie. good so good so yeah i when i listened to this i i wrote um like this is a, it's a sweet song mm-hmm. but it's a poem like not everything has to be a song mm-hmm. stevie p wrote some really pretty shit and he thought i'm a musician this is a new song i wrote right but it's not it it doesn't it doesn't translate well to music well, for me it's not anything it's basically a right the song a uh how it's, so it's just a bunch of like it's a lot of gibberish strung together by a loose like he could say literally anything like yeah when you dream insert thing a like it doesn't even have to be about dreams it could be about eating like when you eat what do you eat my love do you eat roasted turkey or strips of beef jerky he's or fish sticks both battered and fried do you eat baked potatoes or fried green tomatoes or at a buffet where you can't decide do you dream about Jesus or quantum mechanics or angels who sing lullabies. Fun Did you really just freestyle that? Yeah, it's there's that's about farts. I wrote one about farts, <laughs> but I just wanted to talk about eating. I wrote about farts instead because I just like to put anything. Yeah, yeah. you're right. It is totally meaningless. I right? can sing my fart one though well, that I actually wrote. Okay, all right. Read read your fart one first off. When, when you, you fart, fart. <laughs> I figured it started that way. How do you fart? My love. <laughs> do you play a toot medley or go silent but deadly <laughs> or rip one just out of the blue? Do you smell like burnt hair or drill into a chair or blame somebody other than you? <laughs> this is a this is like so. It's easy. You could just fill in the fucking blanks, right? If Weird Al only wrote parodies about songs that nobody gave a shit about. <laughs> also, you have the cadence. It's like Weird Al B side. Yeah, you have the cadence of a uh, the greatest adventure. Cedric, Cedric something. Yeah, Diggory, I, Diggory, Cedric Yarbrough. <laughs> Yarbrough. No. Yeah, D.L. Hughley was <laughs> who did that. Um, but it's not because there are specifics in here. And specifics not only about Stevie P's life, because, you know, he talks about, you know, his Fontenelle pulses with the lives that he's lived and blah, blah, blah. Like, we're talking about a specific subject. His Fontenelle pulses with lives that he's lived With memories he'll learn to ignore So, I mean, yeah, you could say, like, his butt pulses You could say, like, I don't know, farts. you dream about God, you dream about pictures, you dream about movies, you dream about idols, you dream about quantum mechanics you're you dream right. about yiddish you dream about english you dream about hanukkah do you dream about blessings do you dream about christmas do you dream about bricks do you, you dream went about- hanukkah and then blessings <laughs> because you're in panicking ladies mode do you dream about del shannon's <laughs> runway do you dream about a do you dream about the now king of right. bedside manor do you dream about i think that 80 percent of this song is gibberish garbage that could be this, this but- song is basically the equivalent of ed's rap break from one week but it's an entire song and there's no there's no variation in the musicality right it's just the same fucking thing over verse, and over course, again verse, yeah, course, yeah, yeah. exactly but and that's that's my take on it. That's my subjective sure. take on this. But I think he does have he has some nice specifics when we get to, you know, when, when we get to that that part because we do have that that his fontanel pulses with the lives that he's lived with memories he'll learn to ignore is the bridge. So there is some variation in the verse verse chorus structure there, right? Um and I thought that was kind of interesting. Here's here's what he does well in this song. The one thing he does well lyrically. We've hit the sweet spot for specifics. Right, we always talk about more specifics, and then you when we talk, always talk about more specifics. And then when we get to in the car, we say please less specifics. <laughs> but in this one, he talks about you know, is it Yiddish or English? We're pulling from his life. Is it yeah. you know? Do you hear Del Shannon's "Runaway" through a transistor radio? Like maybe he was in the car with his kid, and the song came on, and he thought, "Boy, I love this song. I hope my kid loves this song." Maybe he's thinking about it and processing it right now. Like it's mm-hmm. a very sweet specific without being gross like like in the car is or like i changed his shit ass diaper and like we don't need that do you 
hear Del Shannon's runaway playing on transistor radio waves with so I thought that was neat. I think he does a neat thing there where his specifics are like right in the middle and perfect, right? Give me that. Yeah, okay. Thank you. It's yours. <laughs> That's all it's I want. No, I mean, so that was my, my subjective take is different than my objective take. Like okay. I said, again, objectively, this isn't a bad song. Objectively, I can see how this could hit someone well. Right. And objectively, I feel like this is a worthwhile ending for the album. And I know this is where we're going to argue because it's a low key song. It doesn't really belong on this album, but it definitely sort of ends the album like right. you don't want you don't want any more after this right right well yeah that he could put in a minute of farting and people would be like well i'm done i guess <laughs> i believe this is better than a minute of farting. <laughs> no of course you're right but here's the thing and this is where our takes are so weird i think because mm-hmm. you didn't like the song but you think it's it belongs on the album to end it mm-hmm. i liked the song and i don't think it should be on this album which is crazy to me like i thought this song was good i didn't think it was great but it certainly didn't like upset me i don't know it's like a good it just it's sort of like a palate cleanser at the end of the album like it's it's not really much of anything right I, it's so it's not it's not a palate cleanser and it why is because it's the only serious song right i mean maybe not the only serious song they've ever done but certainly mm-hmm. the most serious on this album right and, and, and a song that makes you really like and that's not a palate cleanser getting you to be really introspective and like oh fuck stevie p right you're really a you're a dad and it means something like that's not a, a palate cleanser would be one one week where it's like a, a, just something that like it's nothing it mm. like it pushes everything else out of your brain i couldn't disagree less <laughs> Okay. So I disagree, but not very much. (laughs) I had to parse that for a second. There is just like last week we talked about some fantastic and how there's an undercurrent. I was wrong. You were right. It's an overcurrent of threateningness, right? Mm -hmm. This song has an undercurrent of threat. Did you feel that? Go on. Did you feel that? Go on. (laughs) Number one, we've got a very kind of nightmarish tableau we've created with this little kid's tinkling toy box. Okay. And like musically. Also lyrically. Okay. I think there are two lines in specific that are very strange and strike me as upsetting a little bit. Number okay. one is um, his fontanelle pulses with the lives that he's led with memories he'll learn to ignore. Yeah. So what is that? I think he's talking of like reincarnation. I think so too, right? Yeah. I hope so. Mm-hmm. Because if not, then something bad is happening to this child that he's suppressing. Yeah, I don't think that. I don't. I, I, I feel like that's a reach. Sure. What? So you think that the supernatural is not a reach, but the unfortunately more common is? Well, he's talking about, he's also talking, he also brings up angels and God and well, quantum mechanics. because he's a religious mechanics. man. I mean. I'm just, I know, but like all of that is supernatural sure right? sure yeah so are quantum re- mechanics he might believe in religion you're right okay or, or, or in reincarnation is what i meant to say yeah, yeah. i mean uh, i don't know yeah okay uh so but i do see that and it's it is weird that we do have this reincarnate it just it it's dropped in in the bridge there and they don't really talk about it beyond that just like hey i wonder if you were reincarnated okay well back to thinking about what you're dreaming about which is very weird to me but the other one is at the end of that bridge when he says when sleep sets in history begins but the future will win but when sleep sets in history begins The future will win when you dream. <laughs> this kid stands no chance in the face of the future. What does it mean? The future will win what? The future will conquer him? The future will his memory I think that he's he's the future. The little baby is the future. That's how I read that line. Well then wouldn't it say my baby will win? <laughs> will beat he, the future? He's representing the future. I don't but, know what, I don't know if you know what metaphor is, Saker, but there's a lot of that in this song. Okay. <laughs> he's setting up a dichotomy between history and future here, right? He's right. saying when he goes to sleep, history begins. So he's thinking about his his past lives, which is already weird to me. Mm-hmm. But the future will win. The future is who he's going to be, not who he was. But that implies a winner implies a loser. So does that mean his past lives are It doesn't imply that they lo- they're 
they, I mean, they are literally lost is what that's he's saying. True. That's like, true. I don't know. I think the future will win out sort of thing where, you know, it's just that's who, he's going to be who he's going to be, not who he was. And I don't know how much Stephen Page believes past lives affect current lives. Yeah. <laughs> who knows? Like, yeah. Well, I mean, I, this song seems to imply that he... I don't think past lives are a thing, but, you know, that's just me. Sure. Neither do I. Um, so we are unqualified to yeah, critique yeah. this song entirely. Exactly. Well, you know, I mean, not the first time that we've hit reincarnation on this album. Yeah. It's all been done. There's a lot of songs about sleeping on this album, too. Or not being able to sleep. <laughs> yeah. Sleeping and reincarnation <laughs> are the two arc words of this album, which yeah. is very strange to me. Um, yeah. What's up with that? This album's about death, sleep, and reincarnation, right? It's about the apocalypse, right? Oh, fuck. You're exactly it's right. About, it's about civilization rising from the new civilization rising from the ashes of the old. We've been saying it the whole time. You know what? While we're here, go ahead and give oh. us your apocalypse oh. read. We can't deny it. We're okay. on the subject. So we're back. We're back on the major theme of like, this is like a, another Matrix situation. Okay. So this is a love song to the people in the Matrix from the machines who are keeping them there. Okay. So when you're in the Matrix, right? You're basically living a dream, essentially. Okay. The machine's dream. They're creating this world for you to play in, this holo this holographic world or whatever. It's all it's all real inside your head. But the only time you're actually free of the matrix is when you're actually asleep. Okay. Because the machines don't know what are go what's going they can't read your mind. They're right. not otherwise they would just stop people from rebelling or right. whatnot. So so they obviously can't read your mind. So what happens in your dreams is yours. Right. So they're wondering. They're, this is them trying to like figure out how, like what the fuck are these people dreaming about that keeps making them rebel? I wish they would just, because, okay, here's the thing. The machines love us right. in the Matrix. Yeah, they want us to be happy. They want us to be happy. They The reason why, they're not using us as batteries. That's just some bullshit. Like, yeah, they might get a little bit of power, like a trickle of power off of us, but they're doing it because they care about us. Right. Like they don't want us our, our lives to be suffering. Yeah, sure. exactly. Sure. So, which they could easily do that. They yeah. Could just, oh yeah. They could just lobotomize us sure. all right away. One hundred percent. So they're doing it out of love, right? So this is a song about that, and they're thinking like, oh, yeah, what are these humans dreaming of, man? Okay. This is really cool, sort of thing. <laughs> all right, it's I like a that. Heart, a heartwarming machine song. All right. Um. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. I. I. I agree with that. I think that could be a, an interesting apocalypse read. So. The Matrix. What was your other song that was The Matrix? Call and Answer. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Okay. Maybe. I don't remember. I think that oh, was no, just was because... A, there was one that was... Everybody looked like they were dressing from The Matrix in the Call and Answer video <laughs> is what I was thinking of. I think it was it was uh, one of the earlier songs yeah. because it was two people trapped in a... No, maybe it was because that was trapped in a fallout shelter. I don't remember. Yeah. Okay. Well, never And mind. there's no wiki that keeps track of them, so I don't care. <sighs> Fans out there! <laughs> <laughs> Don't <laughs> waste your time, please. IABDBNL.wikia.com. Get it going. I want to see it by this episode's release, uh, <laughs> which means you should have started it a long time ago. Um, yeah. Time machine, Tracy. Oh, shit. Get it done. Tracy won't hear that. Well, Tracy's heard this episode a million times before. <laughs> yeah, he knows. He knows. He knows. He knows. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. But the thing is, so so lyrically, I think this song is pretty on the nose. I don't mm -hmm. know if there's a whole lot we can dissect besides for that reincarnation section in terms of lyrics, right? Or did you did you find anything else that you thought was worth talking about? I mean, I can see why they had all the wind chimes and fucking like creepy like background jingles yeah. and like the wind blowing and stuff. I can see objectively why they had that. Right. Again, not didn't land for me. Like it's not like a radical face song or something where it like like bleeds into the actual music. It's just some it's just like they put on like a demo yeah. in the background. Boy, speaking of the lead into the actual song and differentiating this from Radical Face, there's a part from 23 seconds to 26 seconds. I said this is the only part of the song that I actively dislike. Mm -hmm. It's when we go from that first like 23 seconds of the song nails a musical aesthetic for me. Mm -hmm. It's like a dark, rainy room mm -hmm. and it's like moody and they've got this deep electronic bass going on mm -hmm. and it's fucking great. And then it transitions so badly into this acoustic guitar and Steve singing. It sounds like garbage. But life just began, my sleeping new sun. Yeah, it's really bad. But we keep hitting these moments here that are so aesthetically up my alley, that mm -hmm. feel just like, 
it feels like um, I said an Akira Yamoka song or something like that. Um, yeah. uh, like that, especially the transistor part after uh, you know the Delshans run away, where it's like mm-hmm. there's a little bit of static to it, and it like fuck, it's so those those, and I feel what he was going for, right? Run away, playing on transistor radio waves with so little. It's nighttime. The kid is, you just put the kid down. Mm -hmm. The kid is sleeping. It's this dark, silent room. Maybe it's raining outside. Mm -hmm. And like, it's so evocative to me. But yeah, it's still, there's something about it that this song doesn't catch me. Needs a rap break. (laughs) (laughs) Well, my kid is asleep (laughs) and I'm up at seven. (laughs) Fuck. I got nothing. My house is still open. It's well past 11. Uh, I sure hope he doesn't go to heaven. <laughs> I hope my kid's not dead. Yeah, I hope my kid's not dead. Um, do like the Beastie Boys and just say every other line is a, sh- <laughs> is a shriek. Seven. Yeah. <laughs> Who was I just? Th- was it you? It was me. I, okay. I'm not a huge fan of the Beastie Boys. Oh, Jesus. They just grate on me. Oh man. But again, they're objectively a great band, my, and obviously millions of fans are correct. My wife is not. She she has this big cultural gap where she, she does not like pop culture is a mystery to her mm-hmm. and i just played body moving for her the other day and she's like this is fun what a good song mm-hmm. beastie boys fucking rock man um they that doesn't that's meaningless that means nothing to anyone um so it's rambling this song is rambling i'm rambling and this song is rambling yeah exactly the aesthetic is rambling yep. we move from the the tinkling piano to a, a dark room to acoustic guitar to stevie p just talking about random shit it's just rambling all over mm-hmm. but the goat of this song is that fucking electronic bass. Do you know it offhand? <laughs> yeah, the Seinfeld theme. That's exactly it. Uh, no, there. Oh, man. It's at the very beginning of the song. It's got to be Kevin, but it, it's credited towards Jim. Hmm. But it's so mechanical that I thought it had to be Kevin. It sounded like a keyboard thing. And you can run a bass through all sorts of filters. Sure, absolutely. And that must be what they're doing. And if anyone's going to do it, it's Jim. It's Jimmy Kriegs. For yeah. sure. The Lion and Kriegel himself. Um, the Kriegsman. The Kriegsman. Is it that crazy that this album ends with this song? No. Because, right, because when we this look back. This song makes perfect sense to me as an ending for the album. Like, Gordon ended with. The best. Crazy. A diff- no, it did not end with crazy. It ended with the. <laughs> stop, stop bringing this up, Saker, because you know you're wrong. But Gordon go ended with that fodder. Which is the the outtakes dad fodder? It's for some reason fans call it dat fodder. Okay, I don't know why. Okay, um, but like a real like fucking downer of a song. Born on a pirate ship ended with shoebox. That's an upswing, right? Mm-hmm. But maybe you should drive ended with great provider, mm-hmm. right? So so on the whole, they end their songs with. Well, I guess that's two and two, huh? Yeah, yeah. Okay. And Great Provider was a little bit more up-tempo than this. Yeah, I guess you're right. But I mean, the, that's a serious song too, and the but the. That, that's another like, like the, seri- like it's the only serious track. Well, I, am I the only one? Yeah. But like it's super serious and like we are mm-hmm. legitimate artists and they like pushed it way, 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 way back. Like mm-hmm. you can just forget this one, right? Do you feel like it's burying yeah, it? I don't know. I don't know to what to what degree they are involved in the sequencing and if it's just like a studio decision or something like that or, or the producer itself. Yeah, we're going to sequence this yeah, next Yeah, we'll week. figure it out. God, I'm excited for that. Okay. But uh, uh, I don't know. It's hard for me to figure out whether it's 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 a burying or whether it's a spotlighting when you put something as the last track. I mean, there, it's the anchor, so it's definitely a spotlight. But again, I feel like it functions in the context of this album. We've had a lot of peppy stuff. We've had a lot of upbeat stuff. It's gone. This album's a roller coaster, right? And yeah. this is the the where you jerk to a stop at the end. Yeah, it's not pleasant, but it's part of the ride. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we talked about that last week a lot, but I guess it needs to be part of the ride. Does it? Need, I don't know. Everybody's got to get off sometimes, Saker. You just can't ride that roller coaster forever. But can I get off? Just press repeat, buddy. <laughs> can I get off to the sounds of shoebox? I don't know. Can you get off to the sounds of shoebox? <laughs> I've gotten off many times. <laughs> no, I want off the roller coaster. Here's what I want from a hey, roller man, coaster. You can I want a roller coaster to dude. fucking fly into the station and for me to have to jump off of it while it's going. You can stop the record, the CD anytime you want, buddy. I know. Well, now we're talking about death of the author. Like, <laughs> if I stop playing Final Fantasy VII before Aerith dies... 
she's still alive in my head forever. But she's not. Like, the story continues, right? Whether or not you believe it does, your story is not the story. Your album is not the album, right? right. So we have, to, we, have to, we have to view this in a holistic context, right? They, I agree. They, so I can't just stop the album. <laughs> I must well, listen. Well, you can. Any, <laughs> any single individual can act in the way they choose. But yeah. there, still exists, there still exists an, out, an album outside there. It's it. I mean, it's Kantian, right? There, there's God. God exists. There <laughs> is a God. In a row yeah, there is a God, God that exists outside of our perception. Sure. Like humans don't define God, correct? I mean, in in a Kantian sense. So yeah, and yeah, I was gonna say they totally do, but in a Kantian sense, you're yeah. right. Um, yeah, it's just, and it's especially hard looking at this album in 2019 when the concept of sequencing and albums is so meaningless because nobody listens to albums mm-hmm. unless, I mean, they're. I don't know, old people, right? Because we listen to singles now. We listen to mixes. I just have my thing on shuffle yeah, yeah, all the, the time, time. Yeah, exactly. I'm the same way. The only time I listen to albums is when I'm drunk. Really? <laughs> yeah. Like, I'll like put an album on in the background or something okay. and just listen to it all the way through. Yeah, yeah. While I'm like cleaning up or something or, yeah. you know, because I'm too drunk. You don't want to go to bed drunk okay. because you wake up like hungover. <laughs> so you got to wait to like sober up a little bit. So you're drinking water and stuff and like just doing, cleaning the house after, sure. after everyone's left after a party or something. Yeah. I don't know. This is so, it's such a hard song for me to read because I didn't not like it. I liked it, in fact. Did I like it? <laughs> Shit, I don't well, know. I don't know, Saker. How about we rate this song? No, hold on. I have a couple more things to say nope, about it. Done. <laughs> Cut off. No, no, no. This album is over. I... There is an album that exists outside your understanding, Saker. No. It's over. Okay, then you Woo-hoo! start reading the song Woo-hoo! while I continue to give my opinions about it. Um, there's a home demo version of this song. When you dream. What do you dream about when you dream? What do you dream? About? Uh, it's on the one-week single. Did you listen to it? No. It is horrible. It's garbage. It's uh-huh. so bad because. It's a home demo, so it's it's stripped of all of its ornamentation, right? Mm-hmm. Without the moodiness, without the evocativeness, this song is just exactly as you say. It's just like, do you fart in a hole or will you fart with a mole? Like, it's green eggs and ham. Like, who gives a shit what's happening in this song? The fun part of this song is the mood, right? Uh-huh. And without the mood, it sucks. Uh you need to listen to that just to see how bad it I is. I don't want to. Okay, like, never I, mind. I, I Your never time this, is precious. Yeah, if I never hear this song again in my life, I'll be okay. <laughs> okay, all right. Like, I, I, I'm not going to avoid this song, but I'm never going to actively seek this out again. Yeah, it's it's it just blew my mind because I was like, oh, this could be interesting. And I listened to it and it was the least interesting thing <laughs> I may have ever heard in my life. It needs a kawika, a, si- <laughs> a slide trombone. And a rap break. Right. God, maybe you're right. Maybe if we plussed up this song it as a much. Sound, like they need a sound effects board. <laughs> Bang, Boing, whip, zing, zing. Um, They've done this song live exactly three times. Oh, boy. Oh, Can you boy, imagine oh, being in the audience of a live rendition of <laughs> When You Dream? Do you think like uh, Kevin like leans into the mic? <laughs> <like, like, just laughs> With like, his wind noises. <laughs> It's just like, I, I listened to, there's only one video of it that I could find, and it's on a Ships and Dip, mm-hmm. uh, because they are they have to mine their fucking, yeah, like... They, play, they have to play every single, they play... <laughs> Basically. God, what a rough fucking thing. For real, you yeah. They're putting on, I don't know, 14 concerts over the course of a week. <laughs> Good luck. And it sucks, because... But actually, that might be better, because I bet they, they do put on a lot of, like, when they're on their concert thing, I bet they put on two or three shows a week easily, right? Yeah, and it's all the same music. Yeah. But here, you know the same people are going to be seeing it so you have to do mm-hmm. all of your backlog everything oh, you've ever done yeah. right and probably some extra super secret stuff super that, special secrets that no one will ever see um yeah so like in obviously every uh, i mean the crowd i'm sure was into it because the crowd people who go on ships and dip must love bare naked ladies a do you lot think there's anyone who will on the ships and dip cruise are just like i can't wait to go on a cruise <laughs> what is this <laughs> oh hey bare naked ladies god i hope so just oh my someone god kind of confused um yeah but but i watching it i was bored the band looked bored like it's just not a live track obviously um yeah i don't know um i want to be able to sing this song to my child but it's so windy and so boring just replace the words with what stuff that's meaningful to you okay that's what you do it's real easy to do about farts and eating and shit farts and procreation um 
real quick, before we get into rating it, I would like for you to give me a subject that I can do a parody about for this. You did food and farts. Okay. Um, how about mm-hmm. 80s cartoon or 90s cartoons? Okay. Or I could say building materials. Or building like, materials mm-hmm. it is. Okay, here we go. Okay, building materials. When you build... <laughs> What are you building with? You sound like uh, <laughs> Randy Newman. Yeah. Are when you, you piling up concrete for six or seven feet <laughs> or stacking them bricks in a row? Uh, do you make nice plywood or drywall or drywood or other shit? I just don't no. know <laughs> when Good you job. build. <laughs> this could be a segment. <laughs> it's just make a when you dream. It's going to be the limerick again. That'll be the limerick segment all over again. <laughs> we thought it I was worked good. so horribly under pressure. <laughs> all right, let's get to rating this song. <laughs> all right, Evo, we rate the song on a scale from bare naked to fully clothed. Bare naked on a scale of clothes. Everyone here <laughs> <has> really goes. <laughs> Everyone here knows how <laughs> it goes. Um, the more bare naked the song is, the better it is. The more clothes it has, the worse. So, what do you got? Uh, it's a dark night. The dark night? Batman? It, it, it is the dark night. <laughs> okay, it's a dark night in Gotham. Okay, great. It's so, as, as you know, Gotham nights are darker than normal nights. <laughs> they are. The Gotham night himself is very dark. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> we're at the top of a high rise in the dark. Uh, you see a shape, a shadow. Mm. Barely. <gasps> barely a shadow. Is it and Jim Cregan? Is it Kevin Conroy? It could be any of them. Okay. It could be, it's Jim Cregan. Okay. Probably not. He it's is probably, Batman. It's probably Stevie P because this is his baby. Okay, fair. So, uh. So you see a you see a shadow against like the um, street lights, and it's just a very vague shadow. It's mist. It's sort of misty outside, so you can't really make it out. Um, and you see it's taking off its clothes. Oh, so it strips down to its level of comfort, uh, boxer shorts okay. or uh, nude. Okay, I, mean, I sleep in the nude. Okay, so uh, it's healthier. Um, it is really yeah. Okay, um, I feel like that's something a well, pervert would say. Look it up. I mean, okay. <laughs> Yes, but <laughs> it took a while to get used to it. But once I did, it was it was better, better, I guess. Okay, I'm always I would. This is a tangent, but I'm afraid if there's a home invader, I'm gonna run downstairs. I, I thought that's actually one of my considerations that kept me from doing it for a little bit. I'm like, what's scarier than just a dude fucking? Because I've got that's my home defense weapon is an assegai spear and then like a, a tomahawk. So it's just like a guy running, a naked guy running at you down a hall with a spear and a tomahawk. Oh, get you. Okay, all so, right. So this is okay. So this is uh, he takes. So let's say let's say strips down completely. Okay. Nude, nude. Then you see, you see the shadow get into bed and just pull up a cover, quilt, comforter, uh-huh. three pillows, uh-huh. <laughs> like just cover, just blanket upon blanket. Sure. And that's what he is. I mean, there's a naked song in here for somebody. Okay. But for it's me, not for it's, you. It's, it's just... it is December. You can't sleep in the nude. You gotta have yeah. a million blankets. Yeah, on he you. is yeah. covered the fuck up. He's like in a sleep in a fucking mummy bag. Right. Underneath sixteen blankets. Sure. Uh, I, that's good. I like the idea of there being a naked, well, technically there's a naked song under all of our ratings, isn't there? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> all right. That's fair. Just not for you. Not for I me. guess that's, that's the whole point. Yeah. This song. Thank you for explaining my rating to me. Sarah. You're welcome. <laughs> I rate, I, I explained to you. <laughs> um, so this song for me is, um, uh, it's me and it is me and it's a summer's day. And I am wearing some plaid shorts and I am wearing a yellow t-shirt and it is... I'm wearing a yellow shirt. I'm wearing plaid shorts. <laughs> you see, what I've done is I've procedurally generated a different color for every listener. So talk to your friends, see which one they got and which one you got. It's a lot of fun. Um, so uh, it's all that except we're two months in the future. And by this point, I have a baby. The rating isn't me. The rating is my baby because as they always say, babies are supposed to wear what you wear plus one layer. So he's wearing shorts. He's wearing a shirt, but he also has on a long shirt over his t-shirt and he's got on long pants over his shorts. And of course he's got a big ass diaper, right? So it makes you think like, oh, maybe this song will be like t-shirt shorts weather, right? But actually it's baby times. So it's a lot of different clothes. He's got clothes. a full body onesie on it. Yeah, he's, it's a full body onesie and something over the onesie, right? So this song is pretty well clothed to me, but... <laughs> 
as always, there's a naked song in there <laughs> somewhere. When I take it off to change its shit diaper, this song is going to be naked for a little yep. while. Because I think in my life, there will be a point when this song is naked to me. I'll be like, I, I feel you, Stevie P. I get you. Yeah, I'm, I'm curious. I'm curious. I want you to listen to this song when you have watching your newborn sleep and see if see if it evokes anything in you. Do you wish that you would have had this song when Lukey was little? I'd give it a try. I don't, okay. I'm not wishing for it. Okay. I'm not wishing this upon the past self. Tracy, take your time machine. <laughs> Make, give this song to me. Okay. Like, Evan, you're... I don't think... Because I've had a son longer than we've had this podcast. Yeah. So we, I didn't even know there were, this was in my future. Right. But Tracy did. <laughs> Tracy did, of course. We'll be right back with more It's All Been Done, a Barenaked Ladies podcast. <laughs> hey, Evan. Hey, Saker. What kinds of things uh, have you been up to lately? Name one thing that you did today. I became a father. Today? No, that's you. You became a father today. Today? When I dream? What I dreamed about? (laughs) Well, I dreamed about fatherhood, jumping on beds and riding them horses around. (laughs) Fatherhood and, and riding go hand in hand. Everyone knows that. How would you like to be immortalized? Um drink from a fountain no i mean just <laughs> i know what you that meant. was a threat um, oh i see um how would i like to be immortalized uh i would like to have uh died saving a bus full of orphans why save orphans nobody cares about them shit that's true a bus full of president's children nobody Chelsea. cares about them either they're, and, they're the worst oh well, Never mind. Depends on the president that's and the all children. all the president's children together. All the different president's oh, children. Oh, that's a mixed bag. You're not going to please anybody with that bus. <laughs> yeah, you might be right. Because, oh, Debbie and Jeb are on that bus, technically. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> oh, boy. Does Debbie have any children? Yeah. He's got to have children, right? I don't know. Well, no, because he didn't. Who we we, we kind of would have heard about him. Yeah, we? right? Yeah, we know Chelsea. We know Donnie June. Go and... fucking figure. Wow. Well, he knew not to procreate. That's nice of him. Yeah. Um... Wow, maybe but, he's maybe he's like a mummy or something. Oh shit, maybe he's like a mule where they can't procreate because they don't have the correct genes for it. So you're saying that like George and Barbara, Barbara. Bush, one of them was <laughs> genetically compatible but in such a way that they would prove Yes. Well, but I, I think that Jeb has kids, doesn't he? Uh little I, Jorby and Dorby. <laughs> Glonkle and Blonkle. <laughs> uh, no, I think HW was a human and Barb Babs is a space alien in the guise of a human, if I remember correctly from my history books. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think so. Um, if you have two kids, would not would you name them rhyming names? I would. Well, yes. I think absolutely. We were going to have Hoagie and Chogi if we had children uh, that were twins. But Hoagie and Dogi. Would you? We all know your son's name is Luke. Luke. If you had another kid, would you rhyme it with Luke? No. Really? Depends. Yeah, we... They have to be twins for rhyming names, right? Yes. If they're not twins, you can't rhyme. You know what cheese is my goat? Is when parents give all of their children the same letter first name. That sucks. Uh, I, I don't know. Why? I why don't know. Does, why, do you piss, just, why does it piss you off so much? I don't know. It just seems tacky. It just seems tacky. It seems uncreative. Actually, it probably takes more creativity to come up with interesting names that begin that. Mm-hmm. You know who really pisses me off is LBJ. <laughs> Buddy, let me tell you what. What was his wife's name? Because it wasn't Ladybird at first. He made he forced her to change her nickname to Ladybird so she would be LBJ. Well, LBJ was a kind of an asshole in, yeah. in all re- respects. Yeah, this is true. And then both of his kids were LBJ as well, I think. He liked he apparently had a very big penis. Really? And when he was having problems with Senate, this is something I heard in a history class and never read in like a source or anything, so I'm not sure if it's true or not. Sure. But he apparently had a very big penis and um he would swim naked in his private pool, and then when like a senator was giving a problem, he'd invite the guy over and just like get out of the pool just like fucking nude and just like with his big old dick flopping around and be like hey bud here we got a problem like, <laughs> this would intimidate them into I don't fucking know like a guy's like I don't know if if I would like keep my cool while some dude like the president's dick is like brushing up against my leg <laughs> he got real close to him too yeah it's got a brush um, was it prehensile do you know did you ever find that out yeah like a monkey's tail yes okay that's what I was and wondering and it could shoot Spines, <laughs> poison spines. That's like a blowfish. Imagine if you lived in a world of superheroes where people had superpowers, but your superpower is you could shoot needles out of your dick, and you would feel you? and you feel everyone. <laughs> yeah. Could you? Would you use it for good? No. Okay. No, you would just keep. I it would around not forever. use it at all. I feel like if you have a superpower, you have a responsibility to use it for good. No My matter power what, it is. would be the ability to make 
to give a sense of taste to people's buttholes. I'm not asking what your power is. I'm telling you your power is to shoot needles out of your dick. Yeah, I wouldn't, I would, I'd be like, oh, I guess I got skipped. Really? What if we knew everybody had a power? Needle dick. <laughs> that was, a kid used to call me that in high school. I know, we, we talked about that in the grade nine episode. Oh boy, that was a million years ago. It was like two years ago. Oh no, it was almost exactly one year ago from when we're recording this. It was one year. Um, so, but what, 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 uh, dick-related superpower are you asking for again? I want the power, uh, not dick-related, it's butt-related. Oh, okay, go ahead. I want to give, I want to be able to give people's assholes the sense of, a sense of taste. Hmm. Permanently. <laughs> so, and that's, they don't have to agree. No, just I can touch just them and do it. their asshole has a sense of taste. I don't have to touch them, I just have to, like, think about, look at them or think about them. What I want is Because you wouldn't want to, I mean, you wouldn't really want to fuck with me or you just taste every shit that you took going forward. Yeah. Period. Yeah, that, that checks out. But then you'd have no reason to, like, not just kill me. Yeah, that's true. You would die before. Yeah. Or I could make any child explode. What? That would also be a terrifying superpower. Is that a butt-related one, too? No, you have to fart? I'd be Kid Dynamite. Okay. That'd be my, my name. That's really good. Uh, I would, uh, if I touched a pregnant woman, I would be able to create a portal between her cervix and my ass so that I could deliver the baby anally. And you want that? No, I want to relieve pregnant women of the pain of childbirth oh you have a ripped open asshole buddy <laughs> oh, I, big old fistula working there <laughs> yeah i don't want it i wouldn't use it never mind <laughs> yeah well Ev- <laughs> do you know who else has a superpower seeker <laughs> do you know who where else you might see a fistula a columbus top pick for best hidden gem it's all been done radio hour returns to the mad lab theater in columbus ohio on saturday june 8th at 5 p.m it's been a rough year of the crew of the starship thrifty Starship Thrifty. <laughs> that's cute. I don't actually know if that's a pun, if it's a sheep, or if they just fucked up. They just have someone like off stage going <laughs> the whole time. Let me start. Or they me- bring in a live sheep. Oh my god, that would be great. Uh, let me read this again because I love this sentence. It's been a rough year for the crew of the Starship Thrifty, and their universe journey have been frac- Their universe journeys have been fractured. <laughs> I love universe journey. It's my favorite thing IABD does. <laughs> Uh, but in June, we bring season four to a close with a big episode featuring all the leads for the first time as the season begins. Will they find their way back to one another? And will their mission ever be the same? Tickets available at madlab.net slash tickets. And more details at itsallbeendoneradiohour.com. Are you going to go? I'm always there in spirit. I will see you there in spirit. <laughs> Welcome back to It's All Been Done, a Bare Naked Ladies podcast. Right now it's time when we spin that big wheel and see what segment we got. Hear that big wheel spinning. Jingle, 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 jingle. Oh, how appropriate. Hmm. This week's segment is called Some Fantastic. Oh, hey. Change or improve the song, characters, etc. with the addition of fantasy and or sci-fi <laughs> <My> elements. <laughs> Okie dokie. Well, the narrator is Dom DeLuise, (laughs) as we well know. Is that? I don't don't remember whether we did that one there. Uh, So how can we change this to include a fantasy or sci-fi element to make the song better? What if this song was dually a song of a parent singing to a new child Mm -hmm. as he approached? They've been on this like dozen year long journey to find a new planet and so as through the window of the child's space room in the spaceship space space down <laughs> uh he sees this new planet the space nursery in the space nursery uh and he's thinking about all the possibilities will the aliens on this planet speak yiddish or english <laughs> will they have hanukkah blessings for us um well i mean if you believe in a creator he the creator did make everything right so why would it make aliens not speak yiddish Guess. Why would, why would Tower of Babel. Why I would know. Yahweh not make Yiddish everywhere? That's true. But I think that um, probably this this thing, because the kid isn't going to have access to, because they're they're setting up a colony or something, and right. they're meeting aliens, the kid's not going to have access to like education and stuff. So all the engrams are sort of downloaded, encoded, like hard-coded into his brain before okay. they come. So, In his so, crib, they... they yeah. yeah so, okay. so rather than teach the child anything, you have to like get it to somehow cogitate and like digest all the information that's been given could you imagine like waking up with i know i know yiddish <laughs> that, was that your keanu reeves i know, I know yiddish <laughs> I know, what if they had plugged it in the matrix yiddish. <laughs> i know yiddish teach him all the shitty stuff as a joke we trained him wrong as a joke yeah do you think like our brains have like upper limits on memory we obviously do because it like 
we forget it's, stuff all the time. Oh, it's physical wrinkles, yeah. right? Isn't that yeah. what our memory is? Is the wrinkles in our brain? I, I, do I not know that? I'm not a neurologist. Okay, <laughs> neither am I. Um, but uh, but I think we I'll must. ask one. I'll ask one. I'll ask one. All right. Um, so there. So we have the dual song of of you know humanity is like a baby in this scenario and is a mm-hmm. baby waking up to new worlds and new possibilities, leaving their past lives behind, their reincarnations, uh, you know their their days on Earth. Um, so history, the future will win, right? We will recolonize. Yes, we will have after a, new a great war. After after the apocalypse. This is the end of the <laughs> apocalypse. <gasps> So is this is this is this the Jewish God like literally singing to the new race of man that Fuck. he is raising from the ashes like I don't know Book of Revelation style? Oh my God, it might be. Well, actually, the Book of Revelations isn't part of the Jewish canon, is it? Well, I, here's the thing. So he's calling. Well, okay, so it's the Christian God singing in the Book of Revelations, and he's like, "Wait a second, is he going to speak Yiddish or English? I forget." <laughs> so it's literally. I mean, it's been a while since I've done this for a while. A while uh, do I I've make this, this road in color or black and white? I can't remember. Um, oh. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so I I I kind of like this as as yeah them recolonizing. So you think it might be a god who's calling uh, so humanity his sleeping son? Put their heads. What's that? Where do I put their heads? Oh. Um. They need all their teeth, right? <laughs> How long do they keep their fontanelle? Whole lives? <laughs> that would be fun. He's like checking his notes. <laughs> oh, it's been a while. It's been a while since I made people. <laughs> it's, I kind of just let them, like, I kind of walked away. <laughs> My bad. Man. Like, if God even cares about humanity. Obviously he does if this is his song, right? Yeah, right. Well, all right. All right. Is there, there's no, like, I mean, we impose a sense of care on this because it's a father singing to his newborn in the yeah. context of the song, but there's really nothing in the song that professes any amount of love to the child, like directly. I mean, that it's implied. We, is, we're putting our own culture and like... Well, is is curiosity not the beginning of care? I mean, the fact that he actually is curious about what he's dreaming about kind of implies a little bit. It implies interest. I don't think it impl- It doesn't necessarily imply care. Yeah, I guess you're right. I mean, because you're right. You could be curious in like a lab specimen. You don't care about it. Yeah, but you care about the science. You don't care about the lab specimen. You right. care about the science. Right. So the care so, is there. So he's curious about what they're he's he's he cares about what he's dreaming about but yeah. not about he doesn't have to be necessarily be the subject boy i i like your read i like this god thing but i'm going to diverge because i think it's much more interesting if it's humanity singing to themselves the new planet because that that just it, it br- puts such a good fucking How staple great in our apocalypse we are read of like we've come to this new place and now here we yeah, are it's weird that del shannon's runaway is <laughs> like the fucking only song that they have has survived the apocalypse the, yeah this is like a, a movie where they're ironically using like 60 songs in a new it's like a fallout we talked about fallout many times yeah. and how they ironically use old songs jesus mm-hmm. okay so that's it some and, fantastic uh, these are all old souls some fantastic all right now's the time in the show when we take an email from one of our friends our fans our good little boys uh this and girls and everything in between it's true and outside if you have a piece of mail for us you can email us it's all been done podcast at gmail.com hey please email us uh we would love some more emails we're running up to the end of our bare naked mails this email comes from our friend jared Jared says the following. <clears throat> it's titled Important BNL Question. <laughs> so you know he's not fucking around. Is it important all in caps? No. But each question or each word is capitalized. So okay. it doesn't matter. So it's a it's a title. Humanity is extinct. <gasps> Gel's right with our read. Alien archaeologists have pieced together the English language and have discovered an important artifact. BNL's first four albums and the means to listen to them. What conclusions do they draw about humanity from this discovery? Follow up. What do they learn from this week's song specifically? Yours in nakedness, Jared. That's a good question. It's and I think they I think they would get a a pretty good look at humanity because you've got Ed's like optimism and forward thinkingness, and then Steve's pessimism and like self like self degradation degradation and you know like. Op- like openness yeah i i think well again they're decoding all these songs but they're not getting the cultural connotations that come with them so they're just trying to piece it back together yeah so like what's a car <laughs> what, what are you doing so, i guess you just don't make love in a car, car. is a fuck machine <laughs> no it's not a fuck, oh, machine. Not a fuck machine you never make love That's in a car my apologies um i think that they would think that we are worse people than we are right because a lot of steve's 
songs are about how bad of a person he is right and i think that but but a lot of stephen p songs are about specifically about him or his narrator being shitty to a woman right which is does pretty much jibe with how history has gone so far men being shitty to women sure right Uh, they would think we weren't exclusively heterosexual culture probably but i mean obviously who cares yeah i mean uh, there may be a million genders with these alien species so who cares no gender or no gender um I think that they would actually get a probably a pretty good sense of our developmental stages. When we're little, we're goofy and not as serious. And then as we age, we become more serious. We They would understand that we procreate from this song specifically. Yeah. Um, maybe. Does he say sun? Yeah. Yeah, My he does. sleeping new sun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. I so, mean, we're assuming the aliens... They understand they, our language yeah, and the cultural Yeah, they, they, they get a word. Yeah, okay, yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. What else would they learn from, from the progression between uh, the four albums. They learn that... Um... Oh, I lost it. God, here's the ultimate cosmic joke. Is they see the cover of uh, Born on a Pirate Ship. And they put their little proboscises <laughs> in their mouth. And they say, Born on a Ship. And they... Oh my God. Ed's last joke on the universe. They get it. They get it. <laughs> is, is getting an alien to say he was born on a pile of shit. Um, but beyond that, I think they just... I hate to say this, but I think they get a generally good idea yeah. of who we are. They get our humor. They get our pathos. They get our... Um, that's the good thing about BNL is like they, they BNL hits a lot of buttons. Yeah. Right? It's the you good know, and bad They're sides. all over the place. A lot. Literally and figuratively. Let me ask you this. What would they misunderstand? That, how about from one week? I think they would... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> our, our, our sense of time. Yeah. Right, which is actually nine days. So they think a week is nine days long. I think that they they would not understand our lunar cycle at all yeah. or our, our solar cycle. Um, yeah. What else? I'm trying to. I mean, think they of- would get like especially from one week, like Ed's raps. Right. Like they would get a lot of like useless cultural ephemera <laughs> that they wouldn't they wouldn't know how. Like I can't understand who, who, how would who they is even Aquaman was he important to this culture <laughs> well they would try and make sense like right. you, like all the lines lead into one another right in a way right but they don't make sense in context like it's right. gibberish yeah yeah i mean it's just he's just stream of consciousness <laughs> sure. like so uh, so they'd get they'd get confused Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Of course, I think you'd get... If you were interpreting any culture through simply their music, you're going to get confused. If they even had music. If they even had music. I mean, all human cultures have music. Maybe they would just freak out. They don't understand what music is. (laughs) You turn on the the CD player, and then they would just start dying. (laughs) (laughs) They were allergic to sound, (laughs) and nobody told them. Uh, Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think most. It would be all, a doomsday weapon. It would destroy their society. Oh fuck! They've never heard a sound before this. So we were able to kill one. Yeah, last, I mean, humanity have, was able to kill one last time from the grave. So if they evolved in the in the dark, in like the void of space where there is no air for sound to travel through. I mean, like, they probably evolved on a planet that has an atmosphere. We don't know that. Okay, they were glow. born in space. <laughs> sure, that makes sense. Um, I I think most of all, beyond anything else, they would know that we are a culture who knows what a fucking bop is. They yeah. would know what a good goddamn song sounds like, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, they would know that we had good taste. What would they, and what would they learn from When You Cream? That, that we, we dreamed. That, that we dreamed. That, oh, shit, that's huge, right? That we, Dreaming? Yeah, that we had, yeah, we dreamed. Um, they wouldn't know how, exactly how long we slept for. Right. Uh, they know that dreams were insane. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, uh, and they would know that, yeah, they're uncontrollable. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that maybe that we, that are, um, shit that they would learn that are like, we're reincarnated. Sure. Re- and then oh, our minds man. are wiped clean as we're newborns. What a fucking weird trip that would be like, yeah, they have racial memory, but they Fuck. forget it all. Dude. Okay. Follow me. I'm what following if you. This song we have, uh, we have these these uh, six aliens who come down in their spaceship together and find the four albums. They listen to this song six and they Gordon go. Six Gordon aliens. What's that? Six Gordon aliens. Yes, yes, they look just like Gordon. <laughs> and they 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 come upon this album. They listen to When You Dream and they learn upon the co- and and it's all been done. And they learn about reincarnation. And then they look at the front cover and they're like, these six faces, they mean something to me. <laughs> I think we might be the bare naked ladies <laughs> reincarnated. The, I, I think that they find out that they are the American human souls, and they begin. They put on a new. They put on a new album, and then Tracy has to bring it back. 
Tracy, it all comes back to you. You have to bring the Bare Naked Aliens album <laughs> back to us. The Bare Naked Glopnorps. Yeah, I'm uh, trying to think. Yeah. Man, that would be some, that's some trippy shit. But honestly, out of all songs... Would it be a cover album? Would it be a... A co- would they be a cover band? Would be my question. They would just. So wait, if Borg, my question is, if you're a reincarnation. King of Bedside Manor would sound no different. <laughs> you believe in reincarnation. Yeah. And you believe you're the reincarnation of, like, uh, the fucking Le- Liam Gallagher from Oasis believes he's John Lennon's reincarnation. Okay. Didn't For some that. fucking reason. Okay. Um, even though he was alive when John Lennon was. <laughs> <laughs> what a dumb shit. Okay. Anyway, like, so. If he if he reformed the Beatles uh, with like people who believed they were reincarnated, right. you know, other members of the sure. Beatles, would it be would they be like theoretically they would be the Beatles? They wouldn't be a, they wouldn't be a cover band of the Beatles. <laughs> I mean, you are what you purport yourself to be. We're not talking about forms. Are like, we talking about the lock socks paradox? Do you know that one? No. If I have a, pa- a favorite pair of socks and it gets a hole in it oh, and oh, I patch the that's hole. The, like Odysseus, not Odysseus, but what's the fucking... Lo- John Locke, John Locke. I thought. Oh. The Locke Socks Paradox. No, it's the, the fucking Jason, the Argonauts Jason boat. Jason Bourne. The Argonauts boat. Oh, okay. Where they replace like one board at a time. Oh, okay. And it's still the same boat once they've replaced right. all the same. Okay, yeah, the, yeah. That, that whole idea, so, yeah. There's a name for it, but I never heard about it as Locke Socks. Uh, yeah, so, yeah, so if we... <laughs> If we replace all members of Brannigan Ladies with their reincarnations, are they still the Brannigan Ladies? Well, the reincar- a reincarnation is fundamentally different than a board okay. or, or a piece of material you're putting on a sock. Like it it's is, the s- if you believe in the in the transmigration of okay, so we're taking as fact the transmigration of souls. Yeah, we're taking as fact that you can be a soul can be reborn in a new body. Right. For for the supposition. Okay. So that it's not like you're not like you're adding new shit to a sock uh-huh. to replace what's worn you're literally taking pieces of the sock and making a new like if you take so the question is uh-huh. if you take Locke's sock apart down to its component <laughs> uh-huh. atoms and then re-sew it into a new sock <laughs> is it the same sock <laughs> i hate this question <laughs> because i only barely understand it and we came here from the bare naked ladies <laughs> yes it's the same sock it has to be the same sock yeah, if you take a sock okay. apart and create a new sock with it it's a, the same sock. so the, gle- the bare naked glebe norms are not a cover band no, the Baronet and Glebe are not a cover band. Good. Hot shit. We are done with this segment. <laughs> All right, Evo. Hey, Moma. We're done. Hey. We're done with Stunt. Well, we have one more episode. We're going to resequence it. And then BNL Day. And then BNL Day. And then we're going to move on to my favorite BNL album, Maroon. Maroon. Uh, <laughs> Maroon is such a good album. Hey, Maroon, you're going to love it. Um, so, uh,. If you want to get with us, you can get with us on Twitter at Been Done Pod. If you want to get with us on Facebook, it's all been done in Bare Naked Ladies Podcast. And of course, you can leave us a one to five star iTunes review. We love them all. Thank you for at yeah, least listening. We enjoy them all. Yeah, thank yeah. you. Um, Ev. Hmm? What are you plugging this week? Uh, Italian food. I am you, you're doing that, you're doing that uh, <laughs> accent. I. I was going to do hot dogs tonight, but you know what? I think I might just stop off and get like some ravioli or something and, you know, at Carfagna's Market and make uh, a, make a me some uh, ravioli. A little pasta fazool. All no, right. No ravioli. Okie doke. You said that. I forgot. I'm sorry. <laughs> Ev, can I leave you off with one more? I want you to do one more When You Dream parody for me. Oh, no. Please don't make me do this. <laughs> I want it to be based around the jungle. <laughs> the jungle? Like yep. the Upton Sinclair novel? <laughs> Sure, you interpret it however you want. No, I'm not going to do that. Okay. I'm Saker. I'm Evan. And we'll see you again. Yeah, dreams. When dreams, when dreams come. come. When, what dreams, dreams may come. come. <laughs>